The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You're now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, health heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I've got a really good new friend of mine. He's Johnny come lately, but his name is Mike. His name is Mike Murphy. Um... He runs a healing retreat in Medellin, Colombia called Mountains of Hope. And before I bring Mike on, I want to tell you that um, I've actually been there a couple times. You know, I've been talking about it on the podcast. You guys have seen me maybe on the Instagram reels and TikTok and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, Mike, I was actually on Mike's show not too long ago, and he invited me down there to kind of consult and help him out. We've become really good friends. We have a lot in common um, some of the stuff back in the day, which was part of our journey that we've transitioned out of <laughs> and okay. and a lot of the stuff that we're doing today that we transitioned into. And um, we were kind of kindred spirits in, in actually in a big way, more than I thought possible. And he's become uh, one of my brothers in arms. So um, I, we're, we're going to talk today about Mountains of Hope and um, because of a um, and, and Mike's journey. I just want to let you guys know that uh, what there's a, a very special opportunity here to go visit. Okay, this is going to go live on Monday. Um, this is the 20th of January that we are filming this, um, and this will go out on the 22nd of January. And we have a special retreat offering coming up February 3rd. If you're listening to this later on, we we have retreats every month. There's just a special deal going on this month because of a last-minute cancellation, so a lucky one or two of you might be able to take advantage at a significant discount, so we want to offer that to you. So stick around to the end because once you hear Mike's story, you're going to want to get down here regardless of any discount or anything. If you have any, um, if, if you have anything in your life at all or it's just like if, if you have any like just like teeny little spark of love for yourself, and you want to take your health to the next level, you want to take your life to the next level, you want to improve your spiritual path, you want to make peace possibly with parents or somebody that may have molested you or or whatever. We have what we've put together. Um, I mean, even I, I had a breakthrough when I was down there. Mike himself had a breakthrough. And every 34, we had 34 people down in two retreats and every single one of them had a breakthrough. Even a gal that came down from, from London that was doing social media that was not part she was filming, and she got involved in just a, a little teeny part of a ceremony and and had a massive breakthrough. And I and I, I got to tell you, like she was she was so choked up. I, I got to I want to I'm going to tell this little story and then we're going to bring Mike in. We're sitting there around the fire and they're passing around some sacred uh, it's, you know, the sacred tobacco plant thing on a plate deal. And you're supposed to go around and tell your full name, and what your spiritual path is. And people were going around, and everybody was sh sharing their spiritual path. And everybody had different ones. It was great, whatever. Well, she was in between these two gals filming the fire for social media, and the plate was right next to her, and the guy, the gal finished, and she hands it to her. And she's like, oh, no, I'm just a social media gal. And, and the gal was like, no, go ahead. Share, share your name and your spiritual path. And she's like, uh, 
and she just went quiet. She couldn't talk. She froze. Mm. And then I saw her her lips started to quiver. And I was like, I was sat next to Mike and I was and I was looking at her and I'm like, wow, this gal, this gal's holding on some deep stuff, some deep, some emotional baggage. And then she's like, I can't. And then she handed the, the thing to to the next person. And then everybody in the group and the shaman's like, no, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. And there was like all this loving encouragement. And then she went silent again. And then she finally just blurted out, uh, you know, I had a lot of bad things happen in my childhood. And then she passed the thing on and then she starts crying and she walks away. And I looked at Mike and I said, hey, that 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 girl's heart just broke open right there. And it might be six minutes, six years, six months. I don't know when, but her heart, she has a chance to heal now. Well, what ended up happening was we finished the ceremony and then she came up. And she's like, I want to do it. I want to do it, too. So she went through this little the shaman came over, finished the little ceremony deal with her, blessed her. And all of a sudden she just breaks down and crying. Her whole body's convulsing. And um, the, le the gal next to her was holding her. Another gal came around, was massaging her back. I had I was rubbing her back. So there's three of us like helping her. And then after about 15 minutes of emotional release, detoxification of these emotions that she'd been holding on to, she her eyes opened up and and, and she goes, "Whoa!" She's like, "Um, I just released." And I was like, "I go, what happened?" And she's like, "I just released a lot of hate." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "I go, what were you hating?" And she's like, "I was hating my parents." And I'm like, wow, uh, why were you hating your parents? And then she said, well, my dad uh, committed suicide when I was nine years old. And my mother committed suicide when I was 20. Mm. She, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, I was right there. This woman, this young woman who has a little child at home, she became literally a different person right in front of my face. I'm I'm telling you, before her, before that happened, the energy from here was was kind of clouded. I would say slightly dark, uh, retracted. Um, uh, no offense, but you know, tons of tattoos and all this stuff, and probably these things escape try, doing anything to escape from the pain that she'd felt from both of her parents taking her lives. And like, why would my parents leave me? Imagine that. Why? What did I do? Why would they leave me? All these things, this this energy, this hopelessness, this emptiness, to in a, a, a posture that was kind of slumped and, and low to a girl that instantly was her chest was her spine became erect. The energy came out of her. She had a massive smile. She was a new person, literally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and I watched it happen right in front of my face. And I'm getting emotional about it, just sharing it with you. This is why I'm excited to have my friend Mike Murphy on. Because like popcorn popping, I watched 34 people, plus me and Mike, so that's 36, break open their hearts and change their lives forever at Mountains of Hope. Mike, thanks for being here. Thank you, Tim. Great story. Yeah, and it's one of like 36, right? Oh, and you know what, with blew my, what blows my mind about all this, right? And we're, you know, I, I've been on the phone all week with the people that are coming February third. And as you mentioned, we we might, folks, have one spot. So if you're you're hearing this um, January, if you've heard this after January twenty fifth, don't worry, it's, it's over, it's sold out. If you hear it, what is today? Did you say the twentieth, twenty first? It's the twentieth. It'll go out on so the twenty second. 
So if you're hearing this, so if you're interested on the 23rd, 24th, 25th, you can reach out to me, call me. Um, and there might be a spot. I don't even know if there's a spot right now. So FYI, but there's yeah. plenty, we do it every month. So if there's no spot, yeah. this, don't worry about it. Come on next month. And, and we're going to, we're going to inspire you and motivate you and probably give you a little financial credit to get down here. But the thing that blew my mind about the two retreats we've done so far is everybody coming here, you know, to heal some sort of physical thing. And it turns out is that when they take that little 18 inch journey back, they've already taken it, but they got to return back into their heart. That's when the healing starts to happen. And the way we've designed this, we're, we're gently bringing you, holding you, nudging you, inspiring you, holding your hand to move from the head where you're dead back into this beautiful heart where you can get a fresh start. But you've got to make this journey because see, from here, I can lie to you, I can cheat you, I can steal from you, I can manipulate you, blah, 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 blah. From here, I can't do any of that. From here, I can only love you, I can only support you, I can only help you. So why do we leave our heart? Because when we're that little baby's born, go find yourself a little baby. Tell me where that kid is living, okay? And that kid well, is Mike. Living. Mike, I think I think you're you're right on the the fact here, especially for those that are listening to the show, going, well, I've got fibromyalgia, I've got MS, I've got arthritis, I've got cancer, I've got stage three. This, how is this going to help me? Well, we have a lot of stuff down there that's going to help that the green juices, the living foods, the raw foods, the the medical doctors, the ozone therapies, the IV therapies, the salt bath, the ice plunges the lovely people, the love and all that stuff we're going to give you. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. You can change your life. If you don't heal the emotional wounds, you're not going to heal. And I can tell you this too. I went down there. There was a doctor that I ran into, became friends with because he was down there, uh, went through the retreat. And he said that he knows a, a doctor that has a 100% cure rate with people with cancer, 100%. But you know what his requirement is? You have to go some go through all the people in your life. And he helps you identify the one person that is the biggest root of your cancer, and you have to completely eliminate them from your life and never talk to them again. And he will take you on as a patient, but guess what? When you eliminate that toxic person from your life, that emotional um, festering wound, which is coming from that individual, then the person heals very rapidly. So don't think that healing your heart and the emotional wounds is not going to help you heal the physical. It is a absolutely foundational prerequisite to get the physical body healed. Now, Mike, before we get into all of Mountains of Hope, I want people to really know who Mike Murphy is. So why don't you take us back to Mike Murphy as the child, where you've come, and how the hell you got here to be doing what you're doing today. Well, if I had my camera in here, I could show you a picture of a, a nine-month-old, nine nine-month-old baby Mike Murphy sitting on the couch in 1957 in Hollywood, California, with a bottle of beer between his legs and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and the, his mother had written... Growing, learning young, just like mommy and daddy. So, <clears throat> so I was programmed to become a smoker, a drinker, and I ended up becoming, I left home at 14. I ran away for the first time. I became a habitual runaway juvenile delinquent, um, constantly on the road, constantly in jail, constantly in trouble, um, and not going to school and not learning that stuff, learning other stuff. And 
at the age of 21, I found someone stupid enough to marry me. At the age of 23, we had a two-month-old baby, and I walked out on her. She was the oldest of six. I'm living with her parents, her five siblings, my two-month-old baby, and I was totally humiliated, and I ran away, which was my pattern. And when I called up to come back, unlike my parents' pattern, she didn't let me come back. And so uh, there I was, 23, divorced with a two-month-old baby daughter. And I, I can't stay sober. I can't stay off drugs. My life is destruction. And I meet a man in a 12-step program. He says, dude, I've never met anybody as screwed up as you, but I may know somebody that can help. <laughs> yeah. And he sent me over to this guy, Doug's house. And Doug said, Mike, you come here one hour a week for seven weeks, and I promise you'll get everything you want in your life. Oh, and by the way, it's $50 an hour a week. I didn't have 50 cents, so I wrote him a bad check and off we went. And he taught me the most unique process of using the law of attraction to manifest what you truly desire. I've never seen taught anywhere else. I don't see anybody else using and teaching it but me. And it's the most effective way. <laughs> and, and what I love about progress, because I learned this in 1982. What I was learning in 1982, long before Joe Dispenza started teaching it, was the core principle of what Dr. Joe Dispenza teaches. Now, what I love about his work, he, he now comes from the Big Bang to the end of time, and, and it has all this science-backed information that what this man taught me in 1982 scientifically works 100% of the time without a doubt. And so... I started to manifest the, the life that I really desired. And, you know, within four months, I owned my own business and got, got that wife back after a few more years, ended up owning my own house and became very, very successful and father of four kids and had a perfect life, making millions of dollars a year. And um, then one day in 2000, young woman walked into my car dealership to sell me some uh, Hispanic advertising, which... I was already thinking about doing, and she walks into my office. And <clears throat> the day she walked into my office, she'd been married two months. She was 27 years old. I'd married my wife twice. I was 43, <clears throat> four wonderful kids, coached Little League Baseball, taught Bible study at the church, solid, most solid citizen you could you could find. And the moment our eyes met, there was this, this connection I've never felt before or after. But we just started working together. And for seven months, I'm falling in love with her. For seven months, she's falling in love with me. And one day we compare notes. And, and so we separated from our spouses. And Plato taught that we're one soul cut in half. And we spend many lifetimes looking for the other half. And it doesn't happen every lifetime. It might happen every 50. It might happen every 30. I don't know. And he called that a twin flame. So I really believe that this person was my twin flame because she it was like looking in the mirror 24-7. So we ended up getting married. and but, but before we separate, so we separate from our spouses. And the only regret I have in my entire life is I lied to my wife and my kids. I should have gone home and been a man instead of, I love you guys more than anything. I met someone else. I'm leaving you, but I'm not leaving you. I'm just not going to be living here anymore, but I'm still here financially in every other way. I'm still your father, but I, we lied. So imagine this. How old were your kids at that time? 10 to 20. So 10, 13, 14, and 20. So imagine this. So wow. she goes home and tells her husband the same BS. So so we started living together in July, but everybody nobody knows. And then he found out in December, all hell breaks loose. 
My wife finds out in February, all hell breaks loose. And I find a golf ball size stage three tumor in her breast the next month. And now we got a serious problem. The, the, new, so, the new woman, Margo. The new woman. So I was screwed. I mean, I was screwed. So long story short, uh, we eventually worked all that out. We eventually got married. And almost five years to the day, um, the cancer came back. And on December 1st, 2010, <clears throat> the oncologist said to her, said, Margo, unfortunately, the cancer spread to the lining of your brain and your cerebral spinal fluid. If you do nothing, you have six weeks to live. And if you treat it, you have six months to live. I was blessed to be a witness to the most courageous, the most the deepest person physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually that, that you could ever imagine me around. Because every day I watch this young woman fight like crazy to live one more day. I'm talking horrendous procedures. I'm talking ports to put chemo in the brain to drip it in the cerebral spinal fluid. I'm talking sticking a big needle in the back to drain the lungs from the fluid so she could breathe. <clears throat> every day she fought like hell for another day of life. And every night she prepared herself to take that last breath. And I have to tell you to be able to witness to that forever changed me. And it's funny when you're, you know, you would think, you know, this person's terminal and you see it right before your eyes, you see it happening. And, you know, at the very, towards the end, I mean, you got hospice living in the house. I mean, you know, it's any minute, yeah. but you always think you have one more day until you don't. And then boom, you, you go into a state of shock. Life becomes surreal. In my case, and my case was maybe a little unique, but I, back and this was 2011. Back then, I would tell you that it was if I was so devastated, I had no resistance, no defense to God, and God was able to come in, lay open my heart, take out the arrogance and the self-centeredness and the BS, and that big hole in my heart gradually started to get filled in with love and love, more love, and more love. So pretty soon I just found myself, this broken-hearted man, this big hole in his heart being filled with love, but my feet were nowhere near my, the ground. As a result of being in that state, <laughs> I immediately met another 38-year-old woman, stage four breast cancer, three young children named Amanda. Now, unlike my wife, Margo, Amanda didn't have good insurance. She didn't have any money. She didn't have a husband. It was, completely different circumstances. And she asked if I could help her find an oncologist because she just moved to the San Francisco Bay Area. I said, sure. And she's also a minority. So I took her around to Margo's oncologist and he wanted tests. And so we went to three or four different hospitals and doctors. And I noticed that she was treated differently than we were. And it kind of bothered me, but it wasn't my place to say anything. We get back to my late wife's oncologist and he says, Amanda, the best protocol to extend your life are three chemotherapies simultaneously. Unfortunately, your insurance will only pay for one. That's all I can give you. I got to tell you, Tim, that just blew my mind. I didn't know. I didn't know the world was like that. I just said, dude, here's my credit card. You give her whatever it is she needs. And that became the love for Margo Foundation. So for four years, I provided financial grants to women below the poverty line while they battled cancer. The hope and the intention would be that they don't have money to begin with. They're sick and now they can't work. They don't have any resources. They were they're really screwed. And so I would give them $5,000. I give them $1,000 a month 
for five months. And I, they'd have to meet with me and I would pray with them and we would try to figure out how I could support them. I'm always asking what, who's supporting you emotionally. I mean, I, I was deeply involved in their lives. And after about four or five years and well over a million bucks of this, I go, this is not sustainable. Why? They get sicker and sicker and sicker and die. It only works 10% of the time where I'm able to support them to get back on their feet. So I go, this, so this is not- was like, this was like 200 women. Oh yes. Yes. At least. And because I also gave money to other organizations that were able to expand their reach to breast. And so if you add all that, it's thousands of women. So and, when you, if you look at this, when, when you put this foundation together, this guy with the heart filling up with love, your feet aren't on the ground, you okay. created this foundation. Were, okay. were, were you so excited about it? Because I'm feeling in, inside of me right now, I, I could be wrong, but it was similar to the thing like, I got so excited about living foods and sprouts and green juice because I knew I could heal the world with it. And then I got to tell everybody about it. Everybody thought I was nuts and nobody really paid attention until I had changed. But when you started the foundation, did you think that you're going to create this foundation and people were just going to give you millions of bucks and you were going to help all these women? But then you found out that you were it was all you had to use all your own money. Did you ever get a donation? A few. But, you know, that would I mean, I I told I underestimate everything, right? And I'm a dreamer and I'm a visionary <laughs> and I think I can freaking create miracles. And then reality hits me right in the face. I raised a little money, but 95% of the money came from me personally. And yeah. and so as and so I was excited at first and then I was discouraged a long period of time. So after four years of this, I go, screw this. I'm not helping. Okay, so I started buying water purifiers, juicy machines like you and your sprouts and going into their yeah. house. Teach them how to juice. I go, I can't stop what the medical system's doing to them. Maybe I can help them to educate them about strengthening their immune system. But I think I think the the offset is overwhelming in that case. If you take radiation, chemotherapy, and surgery and try to uh, uh, affect the offset of that with green juice, that's, that's asking a lot of green juice, okay? So <laughs> instead of getting the cancer, why don't we drink the green juice before we get the cancer? And then we don't have to do with all that. But I will tell you why I'm excited now is because now I've created a vehicle where I can really, really help these women and help help all kinds of people. So now we sell this retreat to people with money and we have profound change and effect from them. They're either gonna learn to heal themselves or they're going to become the best version of themselves. Either one of those two things are going to happen or both. And then we can take the profit from that. And then I can really help these people that can come here. The, the, the best avatar for me would be find someone like my late wife or Amanda or the hundreds of other women that touched my life and my heart and my soul forever. Early diagnosis. They just got an early diagnosis, hopefully stage one, hopefully it hasn't spread out of the breast or the prostate for men and ovaries and all that. Once it once it gets out of the organ or the gland, it becomes an, another battle. But early diagnosis, we should be able to strengthen our immune. The body wants to heal itself, okay? The green juice, the sprouts, the colonics, the massages, the infrared saunas, the cold bath plunges, it's all about strengthening the immune system because this thing wants to be healthy. It's designed to be healthy, okay? It, the cells become mutated and cancerous because of all the toxicity in the world. So this is what we do at Mountains of Hope. Well, we're, we're, we teach you how this stuff got into your body, where it is and what it's doing. 
Then we're teaching you how to get rid of it while you're getting rid of it. Cause you're not going to do it in one week, two weeks, or maybe even three or four months. It's going to take a while to get this stuff. It took a while to get in here. It's going to take a while to get out. But then we're also going to teach you about good nutrition. Is it plants? Is it green juice? Is it meat? I mean, there's so much confusion over that, but we have a way to really go deep and to help you find out what's best for you because it's, we're all unique and we all have unique uh, dietary needs at different points of our life and time. You know, so as we get, as when you're young, you need this. When you get a little older, you need that. When you're pregnant, you need this. When you're not pregnant, you need that. So there's, it, everybody wants to say, my diet is the greatest. Do this every day. No, we have to do what's best for us. And so we will help you figure that out. By the way, we have 20 acres. We piled two acres and we grow over 50 different vegetables there. So when you take stuff right out of the mother earth while it's still alive, and 10 minutes later, you're putting it into your body, that's called energy, okay? Now, there's another type of energy. The energy I just described is when nutrition and oxygen go into your cell, hits the mitochondria, it creates a thing called ATP, which is energy. That's chemical energy. It makes the body go. Well, what happens when you put gas in your car? It makes the, gas, the car go. That's energy. And then out the back comes the waste, the byproduct, the exhaust. Same thing when we eat. Every time we eat, we're creating what's called free radicals. So we go into that kind of thing. And we tell you what to do about that because they, they create damage, which leads to inflammation, which leads to disease. So we educate. But the really the biggest force of energy in the world that really holds all this together is not chemical energy. It's electromagnetic energy. And that's all that's going on here. I would even suggest to you, Tim, if you really study quantum physics and you go deep, deep, deep down the rabbit hole, we're made up of atoms. And atoms are 99.99999% space. What does that mean? Let's say this pin is a nucleus of an atom, okay? And then there's electrons circling around them. I'm in the city of Medellin, Colombia right now. And let's say those electrons in reference to this pin, we'd be 10 miles out in every direction. That's how much space there is in an atom. So figure this is the nucleus of the atom, 10 miles out is the electron spin around. That's a lot of space. I mean, that's all we're made of. So what's the solidity? That's the illusion. It's all an illusion. It's all a dream. And when you get that, now we can play in this frequency of duality where there's hot and cold, black and white, good and evil. Once we understand this electromagnetism and we understand how quantum physics works, because what is a thought? And this is what the mystery man taught me in 1982. This is how I manifested a very successful, wealthy life. A thought is an electrical signal, okay? Just like this cell phone sends out a text message, electrical signal. It travels on this electromagnetism right here. It's right here. You just can't see it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. The Bible calls it ether. Nikola Tesla called it plasma. The Chinese call it chi. The Indians call it prana. It's right here. Okay, so when this, that, and Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I love his work, if you want to start turning your life around, just start listening to his meditations and his teachings. You put this thought this electrical energy into the field of infinite possibilities which is right here and the thought goes out there because i've i've learned to write what or write and speak what i really want 
not bullshit that I don't want, not bullshit that my parents programmed me to want, not bullshit that the media programs me to want, not bullshit that, that my uh, teachers and my students and my friends want me. No, from my heart, what I truly want, I write it, I speak it, it goes into the field of infinite possibilities. And when I attach a lot of love and goodness and service, like a project like Mounds of Hope to that thought, that intention, and I put a lot of love and a lot of hope, and a lot of gratitude, that's the magnetism. So the electrical energy goes out and the heart has 5,000 times more power of magnetism, like a magnet that draw it back. So out goes the intention and the thought, the heart, love, gratitude, joy, serving God draws it back. It shows up in your life. This is how everything works. I want to ask your listeners, your viewers, imagine one thing in your life today that didn't start first as a thought and a desire. That's where it comes from, a thought and a desire. And then it becomes reality. Steve Jobs had a thought and a desire for this. And now it's in my hand. That's how everything works. So take control of your life. Learn this. Take this little journey back into here. I know, I know you've been hurt. Shit, we've all been hurt. We've been hurt like hell. It's a very hurtful place, wherever, whatever this is called. You get hurt as a little kid. You get hurt as an adolescent. You get hurt as a young adult. And you, you're just, just constantly getting hurt. It's okay to feel sadness. It's okay to feel other people's suffering. That's called empathy. What I don't really want you to feel is guilt and regret and shame. That's bullshit. That's self-defeating feelings. But, but, but you're still going to get them once in a while, and you're going to feel them. And now what do you do with them? And that's what we teach you at Mountains of Hope. How do you deal with this? How do you get back in here? How do you start to heal it by opening it? And how do you stay there? And how do you heal it? And this is where I think Mount, this separates Mountains of Hope from Hippocrates in Florida and, and every other place, whether they're doing ayahuasca, this or that, because we're treating the body, the physical, the mind, the neural pathways, the conscious, the subconscious, the left, the right. And then we're getting into here and we're healing. You're healing it. You come, we show you, we hold your hand and we give you the exercises. We give you the techniques. We give you the tools to get back here. Like you were talking about Anya who came there and had that breakthrough. Two parents committing suicide. Could you imagine the pain that this girl has in her body? Okay. And the other thing that we teach, and I love the work of Dr. Um, excuse me, Byron Katie. And we have a whole day of her work. And you brought up something interesting earlier, Tim. And this is a new thing I'm working on right now that we'll have in the February retreat. And that's a forgiveness ceremony. Oh, my gosh. When we start forgiving others, we get blessed. But when we start forgiving ourselves, we find ourselves again. We get connected to ourselves again. We get connected to our creator again. So we have this beautiful forgiveness ceremony. But getting that's back to awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome because so many people like when I'm doing my one on one coaching, um, you know, after I built some rapport with them, I, I I find that a lot of people were our own worst advocates. Oh, right. Sure. Like like we, literally, no, we, this, 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 we don't like ourselves. What are you talking this, about? The stuff we say to ourselves, like I, I just said, I, I, I remember like like this guy and he was like, you know, just saying some bad stuff about himself. I'm like. 
like, let's just pause here a moment before we go on. Like, let me repeat back what you just said. And I said, could you imagine if you talk to another person like that? I go, what would that person do? He said, well, they'd punch probably punch, punch me in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they would probably not want to be around me. Um, they would not like me. I'm like, so why are you doing it to yourself? And he's like, I don't know. I always have. Right. Oh, it's it's this programming. It's the conditioning. It's a societal conditioning, the parental conditioning, the TV, the media, all the stuff that Mike was talking about. So to be able to have a ceremony just to start forgiving yourself, it's it's easier to forgive other people, I think. But to forgive yourself, it's like this is uncharted water for most of us in this physical reality. Right. So when you're able to do this type of work, the heart opens up and you your, your whole energy change. You literally become a new person. Right now, before we get into. I know you want to talk about some other stuff, and I want to get into all the different modalities and all the things that are offered at Mountains of Hope. We'll do that at the end. But so, as most of you know, I have been following my excitement and my joy since. Um, well, I mean, I did it throughout my life. You know, when I was playing baseball or certain things, we've all done. There's certain things we've done, but for for real, for me, it was in 2011 when you know my friend got cancer. We went to the Health Institute. We we changed our lives. That was like the impetus for change for me. And uh, and ever since then, I've been expanding and growing and expanding and growing, and um and and and, and really enjoying the process. Okay, and it hasn't all been easy, but it's been worth it. And um, I I have I'm like like that young girl we talked about. I've had the same thing happen over and over again. Right, I continue to become a different person, literally. Like every second of every morning, this is actually this is actually taking place, and uh and it's happening and. That's what I want for for everybody else. So what ended up happening was is when I met Mike, you know, I'm super busy. I'm growing chemical free body. We've got coaching. We do all this stuff and web stuff. I got to learn tech things and all these different web companies that we go through. And it's like it's been a lot, you know, products dealing with the FDA, uh, shipping issues. Uh, there's just it's it's like 24 seven nonstop. And I got this family stuff going on. Uh, my parents, as most of you know, are uh, I move home to help take care of them and that's been a big struggle. And as most of you know, the person taking care of the, like the, the spouse, like let's say there's a husband and a wife and the husband's sick and the wife's taking care of him. The wife statistically dies before the husband because it wears her the F out or vice versa, especially with the woman. I mean, you're taking care of some 250 pound man that's overweight and he's eating, you know, uh, donuts all day long and he won't change and he's got problems and she's taking care of him and trying to transfer him just to go to the bathroom this will wear you out. So my point is, I'm a busy guy, and but I've signed up for this. And then I run into Mike, and he's like, come down here and help me launch this retreat. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, there's no way I could possibly put anything else on my plate. That's all I could think. But I also thought, I'm in. <laughs> because it's it's exciting to me. It's part of, I, I, you know, you know I, I write goals out, and then I drop my goals now, but it's been on my, I wrote my goals out for for years, morning and night, and it, to have a healing retreat in Costa Rica, to have a healing retreat in Hawaii, and then all of a sudden there's a healing retreat, and Mike's like, "This you can be part of all this. You can even run the damn thing. I don't care." And I'm just like, "Well, uh, yeah, I'm in. I have to do this." So I had to reorganize my life. I had to get a whole bunch of people, and I had to create a village here to help my parents when I'm gone, and that's that's been all good. But the reason why I came to Mountains of Hope, and I'm and I'm going to continue going down there and helping Mike with these retreats is because of Mike's story from his childhood, and you guys just got a brief bit of it, 
and then his his relationship with Margot going through her death, him helping these people resonated with me because I've been doing the same thing. I've, I had 5,500 people to my house teaching these classes. Mike and I had different methods, but it was all leading to the same place. It, and it was leading from the same place. It was actually, you know, leading from the heart. And so um, I'm like, yeah, let's let's do this thing. But one of the things that really sealed the deal was Mike's, and I want you to tell the butterfly story and also uh, the story about being in the car afterwards. So if okay. you could please indulge me again, and the listeners, please, you guys, this is going to blow your mind. This is like, I'm in. Like, I'm going to help this man make sure that this this healing retreat is an absolute success and everybody in the world knows about it. And we have a six-month waiting list good people to heal, and then we can start growing and expanding and opening up other mountains of hope and oceans of hope and deserts of hope, which is our plan all over the world. So go ahead and tell that story, Mike. All right. So first of all, let me preface this with saying, hey, I'm just like everybody else in the world out there, okay? I was programmed to believe certain things, death being one of them, physical death, obviously. And yeah, woo-woo alert. It's yeah. We're going to give you the woo-woo alert, but everybody <laughs> here knows. Yeah. But it ain't. And I, I I could feel it. So anyway, go ahead. <laughs> what I'm going to tell you right now is that if you were telling me this, I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so <laughs> be prepared. So my wife is, you can tell us, she, we're, we're days away. And my sister is going, wants to go to Yosemite hiking with her friend who's visiting and her husband. So she goes to the hospice nurse. I didn't know any of this at the time. She goes to the hospice nurse. She goes, hey, listen, we're going we're gonna to go away. It's Friday morning. We're going to be back Sunday morning. Is that cool? You think we're okay? Yeah. So they take off Thursday night to go. So down. she just wanted to make sure she could leave and Margo she wasn't going to pass away. wanted to be there away. when she passes away. So she didn't yeah. want to leave town if she was going to pass then. And um, so the hospital, no, I think you're okay. I think we got a few days here. So she takes off for Yosemite. And... Next thing she knows, because Yosemite is not good phone service, so she got a missed call from someone that she knows. The only reason for that call would be that Margot had passed away. She immediately just, they're in beautiful Yosemite, right? This is June. Okay, so, and she just emotionally starts crying and takes off running and leaves the other two. I don't think her husband, her husband's not older, he probably didn't know what was going on. But her, her best friend starts running after her. Stacy, Stacy, wait for me. And she's for about four or five minutes down this trail. And the whole time her friend is behind her chasing her, she notices that there's a butterfly running with my sister right behind her. Finally, my sister stops and turns around. She turns around. The butterfly literally comes and looks her right in the eyes. And now the butterfly is right between her friend and her. looks her right in the eyes. And my sister tells me that she feels my late wife, Margo's presence. And so I hear this story uh, my wife had passed away Friday morning, and my sister came back Saturday afternoon. So I hear this story Saturday afternoon, right? Okay, whatever. You're in Yosemite, civilian butterflies, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> the next day, my son Christopher gets up to go rock climbing with a buddy. And so they go up Mount Diablo, and they throw the uh, rope over the rocks, and then you walk around to the bottom, and so you can start climbing the, up the rocks with the rope. When he gets to the bottom there, on the rope is a butterfly staring at him. And uh, he feels Margo's presence, his stepmother's presence. So now he gets home Sunday afternoon, two or three, 
or not home, but everybody's staying, coming to my house to help me go through this process and tells me this story. So now it's Sunday, 3 p.m. I swear to God, I swear with God as my witness from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. that night, I say a hundred times to everybody in there, where's my butterfly story? Where's my butterfly story? 10 o'clock that night, everybody's gone. I'm home alone. I get a text on my phone. I go, I've never heard of this person. The text says, Mike, this is so-and-so. I'm a salesperson at your car dealership in Oakland. I wanted to send you a picture of this butterfly that had flown into the dealership. And we had a huge show where you could put 10 cars in. And we're in downtown Oakland, nothing but cement. Okay? Not a big haven for butterflies. And you ever, have you ever seen a butterfly in your show? I've never seen a butterfly in oh, downtown Oakland, especially near that dealership. And seen a lot of crazy talking, almost crazy people walking by. But so so the, the, the that butterfly from the from the front of the the street into the entrance to the showroom to get as close as you could to my office, which was locked, has got to be 50 feet, 60 feet. And the the butterfly is sitting on the window ledge right outside my office. And she sends me a picture. And by the way, Mike, the name of the butterfly is Morning, M-O-U-R-I-N-G, like in morning butterfly. So I got my butterfly story, okay? That should suffice. Huh. Two weeks later, <clears throat> it's like 4th of July time, right? So I'm in a hurry to go somewhere. It's dark. I run into the house real quick. I got to get something off the bed and go back into my car and go to a party. <clears throat> The light switch from where I is right at the beginning when you walk into the bedroom and the bed is 10 feet away. I get to the bed to pick this up, all the lights, and we have big floodlights in the ceiling. They all go on. I'm 10 feet away from this thing, all the lights go on. What I've learned since is that, like I was saying earlier, we're electrical beings. So when you first leave your body, you can still mess around with electrical stuff. That's why you hear a lot of stories. If you start researching this, Tons of people, the TV comes on. Tons of people, small insects like butterflies and hummingbirds and, and little birds will come and they can affect that energy, that electrical energy once they leave their body. So all the lights come on. Now I feel her presence, but I hear her as if she's in the room, but there's no one in the room. So I feel her presence. I hear her as if she's talking to me outside of my body. And all the lights just came and she's giggling. Like only she can, like, oh, like it's her personality too. And she goes, you're not going to believe this. They hardly ever allow this. And let me preface this by saying that I, as a car dealer, I tested everybody to see their personality towards sales. And Margo was the only one that had ever scored 10 out of 10. So she's a damn good salesperson. She sold me a number of times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a number of things. So, Advertising. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she goes, you're not going to believe this. They hardly ever allow this, but they are allowing me to stay here and to be your guide for the rest of your life. Okay, so, so now, every time I get in my car, I put my elbow in the center console and I hold her hand, okay? Figuratively, About, you just, you drive and you stick your hand out. You know, seat, just, seats, the seat's empty, but you're holding your hand. You love her, I mean. In I my mind, it. I'm holding her hand. Yeah. Nine months later, I go to a medium in San Francisco, a fabulous man named Felix. It's like a year to get in to see this guy. He's that good. He says, okay, Margo's here. She's coming through. 
She wants to tell you that she loves it when you hold her hand in the car. Nobody knows I do this, dude. Okay. I mean, okay. So you got my attention, Felix. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. now I start looking at her and talking to her as I hold her hand. Fast forward two or three months later, I'm in my home in Palm Desert, California. Her best friend, friend of mine, texts me. Mike, Mike, I got to talk to you. I just had a reading in Sedona. Margot loves you and she wants you to know she loves it when you talk to her in the car. <laughs> All right. Can I give you one more? How much time I got? No, you're fine. Okay. Somewhere in all this, and it was in the middle of all this. So that, that was like a year process. She passes in June and December that year. I'm having a Christmas party. Now we lived in Los Angeles and Northern California. So we had mutual friends in both places. And so I invite three couples up for the Christmas party. And one of the women's name was Stephanie. And a month or two prior, I've been in Los Angeles, and Stephanie gave me a crystal. And she said, Mike, I'm trying to conceive. Will you hold this crystal every night, pray to Margo, and ask her to help me to have a child? I said, sure, no problem. So I have the crystal. So Stephanie and her husband are one of the people coming up for the party. The day before, one of the, one of the six people flies up earlier because he has business to do. So he ends up spending the night at my house. His name is Alan. So we say goodnight. We hang out for a while. I say goodnight. I go to bed. While I was sleeping that night, literally, I swear to God, I, mean, I can't even really explain this in the right way, but literally, I'm out of my body. When I'm out of my body, I'm just like a ball of energy, okay? And I'm moving at the speed of light. I mean, I just, and it's so real. And it's boom. And I see a doorway, okay? And I know if I can get through that doorway that Margot is there. I guess some people in this woo-woo thing would call it a portal. I don't even, I, I don't talk like this. I don't live like this, but this is what happened to me. I hit this freaking doorway, whatever the hell it was, like, boom, faster you go. And immediately, boom, back into my lying body on the bed, jump up. I mean, the body comes off the mattress. I'm wide awake and I'm laughing. Go, holy shit. Okay. Alan goes to pick up the other people that, Afternoon at the airport, I'm at work. Stephanie tells him about a dream he had that she had that night in Los Angeles, where me, Mike, is going through time and space a million miles an hour. But in her dream, instead of a doorway, what she saw was a heart. I hit the heart, and she catches me. Same night, same dream. Who catches you? Stephanie. Stephanie, okay. Stephanie is in Los Angeles having the exact same dream or experience, probably experience. You know, they say we have a silver lining connected to our soul. Now, when we tra we travel at night, astral travel, and perhaps we were both doing it. I don't know. But in her dream, I hit that thing that shaped his heart, and she catches me. So I'll give you one more. I could go on for hours. Fast forward a couple months after this experience. There I am again. And guess what? I get through. And the moment I get through... Oh, it's just so calm and beautiful. The scene for me, if I interpret the scene, we, we used to go to Maui a lot and we used to walk along the beach and all the hotels are here to the right and the oceans to the left. So that was the scene I was at. And everybody, right away, so we live in an animal body. We urinate, urinate we fornicate, we defecate, we're spirit, but we're stuck in this animal body. It drives me crazy. In that place, they were all light bodies. 
okay? Just pure light energy. She looked a little different, slightly different, okay? And so that's when I noticed the light body. And I wasn't there more than a blink of an eye, let me tell you. So um, so with, with just like I arrive in chaos, calm, walking, beauty, and all of a sudden, I see her 30 feet on the thing. She looks at this lady sitting right next to me having lunch on the, at the hotel. They communicate telepathically. Mar this lady looks at Margo and says, is that him? Margo says, yes. And then blink of an eye, blink of an eye. She travels 30 feet. She's got her arms around me. She whispered in her ear, you can't be here. Boom, right back into my bed. So I don't know what that was. All I know is that it was real as real could be. And... Uh, I'm just grateful that I had that experience and, and blessed. Well, I'm I I love hearing those stories, and that for me that was like pretty much sealed the deal. Was the butterfly story, and then the 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 one in the car where you put your hand out and you hear from these people and stuff. So um, I know some of the people listening probably have similar things they've heard about. And the thing of it I is, hear. is like we're so embarrassed or weirded out about this stuff. And you just a lot of people just like brush it off, like they don't even pay attention to it. Some people. Can I tell you something, Tim? This, feel, yeah, go ahead. I, I, everybody needs to open their mind. Nothing is what you think it is. There was a kid I coached in Little League. Beautiful kid. At about, and I only coached him up till 18. At 25, he, he has a heroin overdose or something, right? So I get, you know, of course, I'm talking to his mom and trying to give comfort, right? And the mom would go to the cemetery all the time. And this one bird would always be pounding on her. And she knew it was him. She knew that his energy was somehow making this happen, telling her, I'm okay, mom. And yeah. this, there's some, these are, there's millions of these stories, ladies and gentlemen, just, yeah. you gotta, get, you gotta be present. They don't happen in the past. They don't happen in the future. They only happen right here in the present moment. Yeah. And you're never really going to see them and more importantly, feel them until you, well, you open feel, your you heart. Feel them. You, you feel no, them. but I'm saying that when somebody's telling a story, you don't feel it oh. unless you're open. Well, see, you do because you live in the present moment. Let me say one thing about Tim James. We probably don't have much time left, but, um, you know, we both walk our talk, but Tim has a much higher elevated talk than I, okay? You know, he really, he talks a lot about this food and he sprouts, and, but he really doesn't. And that's why I don't talk about it because my diet's varied. I, I want to do whatever I want. I want more freedom in my life, but but I know he's right. But, but Tim... Tim is a great coach. Now I don't want you all to call him up and hire him as a coach because I need him. But 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 <laughs> I'm gonna tell you if you can hire him to be your coach, he he's the best. And I've I've been around the Tony Robbinses and the Jack Canfields and all these people, right? Tim James is as good as coach as anybody out there because his heart is pure. He's intelligent. He's experienced. But his heart is pure. You know, the only two people I know in the world that took money out of their own pocket and their time and their energy and went to poor people with cancer for no fee, no charge, and try to help them. And that's what we're doing in Mountain Spoke. And it's not just for cancer people. What's blowing me in mind, my mind right now, this is a, for healing. You know what the kind of healing people are looking for right now? Peace. They're full of anxiety. Depression. Fear. Everybody's going, what the hell is going on in the world? And they all are very, very toxic. 
because the air is toxic, the water is toxic, the food is toxic. So we have all this bullshit in our physical body, which is we're and it's all connected, ladies and gentlemen. The mind, the heart, the body, and the soul. It's all connected. They're not, they're all individual, but con there's a connection, just like all of us are connected. There's only one source of energy. Nikola Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, you have to understand energy, vibration, and frequency. Energy can't be created, nor can it be destroyed. And that's what we are. So we are eternal, timeless consciousness connected to one another. And if someone's suffering over here in Medellin or in India or in the United States, in some level, it's affecting me. Yeah. And if someone is in joy and love and gratitude, at some level, it's affecting me. We just need to get more people vibrating at a higher frequency of love, joy, service, gratitude, and boom, all this negative bullshit will dissipate. And I really think it's happening right now simultaneously. And I really believe when all, whatever's going to break is going to break. And shit is breaking, ladies and gentlemen. And whatever's going to break and whatever the final outcome is, I think we're going to end up with two different dimensions or two different frequencies. The people that want to hang around in this frequency or dimension of duality where we live right now. So you can't have good without evil here. You can't have hot without cold because, because we're made of electrons and atoms and atoms are positive and negative. Everything's positive and negative here. So how about we elevate our game a little bit? How about we move back into this heart right here? And how about we start helping and loving others? And then when we leave this body, maybe we can go to another frequency, another dimension. Like maybe the one I imagine that I was at already where people are in a light body and they communicate telepathically. If you can read my mind, I can read your mind. You can't screw me. I can't screw you. I can only love you and you can only love me. Maybe... We get this shit right this time. God knows how many times we've been here before. Maybe we can get up here. I look at life now as a video game. And I don't play video games. Never even played one. But I know there's levels, right? So I just want to go to a higher level. Absolutely. And yeah. so I, first off, I want to thank you for saying the nice words about me. Um, I really appreciate that. And it's been an honor to coach you. And um, I really I like it when you take action and and love yourself hey, i'm always taking action it's whether it's good or bad action <laughs> all right i love i love it and so and thank you so much all right so in wrapping up i think you know for those listening um hopefully we didn't woo you off the airway here um but you know there's there's breaking open your heart and having you become a new person is our ultimate goal and yeah, there's fresh food there and there's sprouts and fresh food out of the garden and it's it's all awesome and the water's clean and vortexed and all this stuff and you have amazing beds and amazing sheets and pillows. I mean, there I'm very picky, very, very picky when it comes to beds. And I was like, I can deal with this for a week. I, this is pretty good. You know, it's not my amazing bed, but you know, hey, we get Mountains of Hope super successful. We'll be able to donate those beds and we'll upgrade to the, I, you know. I got to show you my bed like one of these days, Mike, or you got to get one of these bad boys. But anyway, why don't you run through literally guys like the normally it's like right now, I don't know when you're listening to this, but right now the retreats priced at like, it's like, it's like five grand for. Like, so, so, yeah. So, so we have one, the first week's pretty intense and we, you're going to, we're going to stretch you as far as we can stretch you. You're going to grow as far as you can grow. And, and we're going to hold your hand the whole way. 
and that's um, depending on the bed. We have private rooms, and right, let's and, just say the private, the private. It's like forty nine ninety five. Forty nine ninety five for one week private, all inclusive. And by the yeah, way, that things like brain mapping. Well, that's what I want you to go through. So Mike and I actually went through this list of all that's offered. And if you were to go get the services in the United States and like you, well, you'd have to go around to like 30 different facilities, you know, bad analogy here, but we're like the Walmart of healing. We have it all in one spot, right? But those, we're not selling all, you know, cheap Chinese stuff, right? So <laughs> that's the only difference. But the, when we added it all up, it was like tw over twenty twenty two thousand $22,000 worth of value for like, for that's, for both, that's for both weeks though tim that's for both but still yeah. that's still well, so why don't you just go through all the so, stuff so, so well the, all the stuff i mean that'll take the rest of the show but so basically <laughs> the brain mapping alone is a thousand dollars in the u.s maybe 1500 neurofeedback so we get we put these lectures on your brain we figure out what's going on then we put you on neurofeedback to start healing it and neurofeedback you can do it at home for pennies on the dollar doesn't yeah. cost at all we do live blood cell analysis why we want you to see your cells you're made you're not your body you're made of 50 trillion cells and you're going to see some of the red ones moving on on the screen because we're going to put them there you're going to see some white ones you're going to see if the, your red blood cells are round and moving and alive you're going to see whether they've been bitten by parasites you're going to see heavy metals you're going to see parasites you're going to see candida so that's why we do that we want to open people's minds Okay, as much as we want them to open their heart, because you're not going to open your heart till you open your mind. And so yeah. that's why we do it that way, because, you know, a lot of us are visual people. Uh, then we have hydrocolon therapy. We have massage. We have myofascial release massage. Very powerful. Uh, we have the ice baths. But you know what, Tim, you, you were there. I mean, the ceremonies that we do. Um, and the, we're not talking about taking drugs or hallucinogens or anything like this. These are natural medicine ceremonies. Um, are just so moving and profound. I mean, you were there. I mean, we see it happen. And and it always shocks me who has the biggest breakthrough. So it's the tribe, it's the tribal effect too. Cause when you put people in a circle, Aaron, together, like in the we we leave the holotropic, you know, here's the interesting thing. I hadn't heard of holotropic breath work. Now I'm hearing it all. It's on my reticular activator. Exactly. I'm hearing it everywhere. And everybody's telling me, oh. I had a profound, I left oh, my dude. body and I'm like, me dude. too. Dude, it's, like, it's, it's like doing ayahuasca, but you're just doing breath work. Hey, let, let's right? do this. And then we did the ice baths and everybody's huddling oh, around and people are having break, breakthrough everywhere, everywhere. We, we, we had one girl, I swear to God. I mean, this girl was afraid of if a fly came into her room or on her nose, right? Yeah. She'd freak out. She spent 10 freaking minutes in this ice. I'm going, there's no way this girl, I didn't think she's going in. Yeah. And then it's all the courage. And I saw that the the I saw a transformation in ten minutes yep. huh, from a scaredy cat to a more courageous person. Who who doesn't need more courage? Uh, let's do this. Let's give a, a chemical free body promo, okay? So and then by the way, okay, prior to you even arriving, and let's forget about this February retreat because it's you know. It, let's and, talk and, about and just a side note too, because people freak out about Colombia and it you know because of yeah. you know it was the Alcatraz. <laughs> of cocaine and and debauchery you know 20 years ago but things change okay that's the only constant life is things change escobar has passed away i don't even talk about him down there it went from no tourism to one of the most touristic places oh, on the planet yeah. the city's beautiful and if you look it up on safest cities around the world my city where my kids live portland oregon is more dangerous oakland's more dangerous um, Chicago's more dangerous washington dc is more dangerous baltimore is more dangerous there's way more 
there's so many states in the United, the United States is way more dangerous than Colombia now. And we're 15 minutes from the airport. We're 30 minutes, yeah. 45 minutes that's, that's away from it. And we, and we pick you up and we live in, in, in the, the Institute our uh, the healing retreat mounds of hope is like 15 minutes from the airport in a very wealthy, safe, protected area. We have a gate. It's, well, the, for, nice. the former president, the former president of the country lives, you know, mile and a half away. So the dangers of not the thing. The only, here's your only danger. You come to Medellin, you fall in love and you never leave. That's the only danger. So, boy, there's and, a lot of people that were that come there. They were like, God, I might just live here. Exactly. It's, I mean, that's what happened I would me. say. Probably 25 percent of the people were looking at me and I and like seriously contemplating like they're like, I would love to just be here in this country. Um, I love the fresh food. Like even me, I don't eat conventional type pizza or nothing. I don't eat wheat, right? Because I know what it's going to do to me. And I know that when my clients go to, uh, you know, Europe, they have pastries and stuff. It doesn't affect them. They come back here and they can't eat it because it kills them. Literally. Me well, and Mike know, went out that, and we had pizza. One, I, I know there's one specific food here you really like. What's that? I had, to, I had to drive around for an hour one night looking for it. Some kind of bullshit pastry thing or something maybe. oh yeah the <laughs> almohabanas almohabanas <laughs> but you know so, what the first one was the best one i hadn't had one since because it was fresh it's like it's that first it, line of cocaine you're yeah, always shaking that it wasn't first I, it wasn't good but i had guys i had a piece of pizza which turned into three pieces with a wheat crust and normally within hours of me having wheat or dairy I have mucus in my ears and when I move my jaw, it's crackling. It's, it's like instant and it's like it's mucus. I, it doesn't work for me. So I stay away from it because I love myself. I was able to eat three pieces of that wheat pizza down there. No mucus. And so it's it's so people are like they love the food down there. They love the weather because there's no heaters. There's no air conditioners. They're not needed. It's just food grows 24 uh, seven. The people are nice. Um, the weather's amazing. There's a lot of stuff to see. There's a lot of outdoor stuff. There's not a whole lot of, I didn't see like a whole lot of bugs. Um, and, uh, and then they were also saying, you know, cause mountains of hope is here too. So I can come back over, <laughs> so, but anyway, well, it, I just wanted people not to think it's like freak. It's not let's, to worry yeah, about at all. Let, let's do this before we close. Let's do a little chemical free body promo for March. So by the way, folks, when you purchase a retreat at mountains of hope, we send you a chemical-free body Mountains of Hope detox protocol. So you get about a half a dozen or so attempts products in the mail, and you start taking them a week before you come down here. So Or a so, month or two months, depending on when you book. Yeah. Yeah. So chemical-free body. Uh, well, so if if you reach out to me, I'm the only salesperson, in a, which was going to change. For now. now. So I'll be the only salesperson for March. So you just mentioned, Tim, chemical-free body. Here's the deal. The, the regular price, the first week, which is super intense, is $49.95. You can do them individually, but we it, you're much better off you do them both. The second week, because we tone it down a little bit as far as ceremonies and the education, it's a little less taxing on our staff. So so now we're at $89.90. Okay, I've been selling the two weeks. If you get them both together for $7,000 for a private room, $6,000 for a shared room. If you mention Chemical Free Body, I'll do two weeks, private room, $49.95, and they share room $39.95. That's so so normally it's nine grand. So you're getting three grand off a private room and you're getting four grand off a uh, shared room. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I can't even tell you how go to the website. I just go to the website. I check it out. Mountainsofhope.com. I'm gonna I'll put the brochure, everything we do on there. It's you'll see. It's 
or just call me. It's it's yeah, and it's and there's there's they're on Instagram and and yeah, TikTok and watch the te the testimonies are unbelievable. Go to mouthsofhope.com, book a call with me. I take all the calls and just mention Tim and we'll give you a special deal. Yeah, and for those of you listening on uh Monday, January 22nd or 20 you can Tuesday the 23rd or 24th no. or 25th, you know, if 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 you want to come down there's a special discount for this one well, we to be honest with you, if you if you come to the February, what we did because we had a late cancellation, it's another thousand off. So it's 39, 39 and 29. So okay. if you do pick this up and you can get to the February, you save another grand. At the end of the day, the impact it's going to have on your life is priceless. Yeah. And as this thing rolls out, just to, you know, um, you know, because some people might listen to this a year from now. Pricing yeah, could change. Yeah. Okay, the prices oh, no. are sub the subject. To, they're yeah. subject to change as, as soon as the word gets out. Because the way he, Mike's doing it right now, because he's been so giving, love for Margot Foundation, gave away almost two million dollars of his own money. You know, he's the, the the goal is to get Mountains of Hope to actually be profitable, so that we can have the money, then yeah. to just give it to people like veterans to come. We want to have a two week veteran event every year. We want to have a two week. Uh, like breast cancer event for women under the poverty line. That's all going to be funded by the regular paying guests that show up and get the transformational experience. And so they're not only healing themselves, but the funds that they deposited goes to help these other people that couldn't. And, and also, so, Tim, let me let me add, Tim, because this just happened in real time. I mean, this is how I am, okay? Obviously, we got to make money to help people. But Danico, you know Danico, she's around 34. Yeah. She just tells me that a dear friend of hers just diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. I said, get her there. I don't care. She doesn't pay a dime. Just get her there. Okay. Here's a young woman. This is why I built this place. See, you got to understand when Margo was diagnosed at the age of 29, stage three breast cancer. Okay. So big, a big a tumor that they got to give her six months of chemo before they will remove it. Okay. Then they then they do the, the when she went into surgery, which they don't know if they're taking one breast, two breasts, no breasts. They don't know. They get in there. It turns out they just did a lumpectomy, but they took six um, lymph nodes. Then two or three were cancers, right? So now we know it's a spreading, right? So, but then to go through all that rate after that chemo, surgery, radiation, more chemo, more chemo, more chemo, and she wanted to have a child, and so the chemo just killing her, and then it's probably killing her emotionally, and which killing her physically, and and then then it comes, then it returns. Oh my God! I mean, and then all the women. I could tell you story after story after story. The suffering, the unnecessary suffering that I see. We don't need to get sick with this if we will take care of ourselves, like you say, because we love ourselves. That we're going to detox regularly. We're going to exercise and move our body regularly. We're only going to put good nutrition and good stuff into our body, and we're going to realize that this is all just one big dream, illusion, mirage, and we're going to stay calm in the face of every everything and then we're never going to get cancer and we're not going to have to deal with these people and i don't know if they're good they're bad if they've been misled i don't know anything but i can tell you this just from using my mind and my common sense that if i'm sick and you want to flood my body with poison that doesn't compute for me and now i've seen hundreds and hundreds of cases where it didn't work doesn't compute for me but you're free it's your choice but if we take care of ourselves we never have to experience and what i've seen the suffering that i have seen that's what drives me and that's why i don't want that for anybody else 
And that's why I'm so passionate about this and this project. How about we all just get healthy and stay healthy? And then that's all mountains of hope is for is prevention and fun. Yeah. We have, Hey, by the way, we have pickleball, we have golf, we have, you know, all kinds of fun stuff there too. So we have actually inside golf uh, track, man, you can play Pebble Beach. You can come to Medellin and play Pebble Beach. So Yeah, Mike, Mike was a golfer. So he actually has a PGA <laughs> level, literally outside putting green and chipping and sand trap, literally. <laughs> well, just in case they lock it down again. That's where I'm going to yeah. be. So, so the thing of it is too, is, you know, Mike brings up cancer a lot because of his, uh, you know, impetus of his change with Margot and his, his late wife having cancer. But the reality is, is that many people, and in fact, the majority of people on this planet today in probably the 95 plus percentile are suffering regardless if you've had a diagnosis of a disease. And the, 91, the, the, 91, 91% of Americans are being treated for something right now. 91%. And yes, and but in re, in regards to that on the emotional level, the the quality of life and the happiness and the joy that you're experiencing is subpar. It's not even close to what's possible. And I can tell you, after 13 years of working on myself and the physical body and trying to get it more optimal and more optimal, which then led into, and I and every time I think I can't get healthier, I learned something else. You know, I for the listeners have been following me. It's like I literally don't think I can get any healthier. And then I meet Dr. William Davis and I start at and Donna Schwank and I add in these lactobacillus roteri. You know, I start making this yogurt. I don't think I can get any better. And I get this amazing far infrared sauna and blah, blah. You know, it's just or now it's the, the Browns, the Browns gas machine. And then it's the same thing with the emotional stuff, too. I just I can't think I can get better. But it's now I've realized I can always improve. I can always get better that you either are growing or you're dying in the middle is that stagnation. You don't want that. So stagnation is death. So growth, growth, growth. We have to grow. We have to, to grow. You have to open up. You can't grow a plant in hard soil. It needs to be soft. You got to, you got to soften up a little bit. What new thing you did grow. you learn from uh, Dr. Edward group? Uh, urine therapy. And, and, he will, <laughs> and, I, and I will have, I will have him on. And I've also Are talked to. Are you still to, doing like, it? Are you still doing oh, it? Oh yeah. And I, and I talked to Jonathan. I'll have, I'll, I'll have them uh, both on. Cause I want to, you know, I guess I could start doing some research, but I just I thought I'd call those guys immediately and and find out because I want to culture urine for three weeks and, and get those stem cells up to 100 million rather than 140. So there's a there's a I guess um, there's a, um, a little spoiler alert. We're going to be going deep into most likely urine therapy over here, at chemical free <laughs> body and and the new podcast. So, again, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show. Mike, I want to thank you for uh, showing up. And again, if you guys want to check out Mountains of Hope. I hope you do, and I hope that you like. After listening to this episode, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna put that on my bucket list, and I'm gonna go knock that out today. I'm gonna go start shopping flights, or I'm gonna do that next week, or next month, or next year, whatever it is. And the flights that you're gonna look to is to um, uh, Medellin, M E D E L L I N. That's Medellin, and yes, um, they pronounce the double L differently in in Colombia. It's je, not ya. So it's Medellin, Jose. Uh, Maria Cordova International Airport. That's the one you want to look when you're booking, looking in flights and stuff. So uh, that's, that's about it. So, um, uh, Mike, uh, was there anything else that you want to wrap up with? You good? I'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Well, I'll be down there. So anyway, hope anybody listening, hey, if you're coming down to Columbia and you come to the signature retreat, most likely I will be there um, unless I have uh, family stuff to take care of. Other than that, I will be there. And I want to give a deep uh, appreciation of gratitude for those of you that are still uh, um, that are listening to this show. 
um, it, it, the, the, the emails that we get um, and the notes and the stuff like that, the things that get forwarded from our, um, from our support staff and stuff to me, it gets me really excited. Um, you know, having doctors reach out and tell, telling me that this is their favorite podcast because, you know, there's the, the fun, cool stuff, but it's also a lot, there's spiritual stuff mixed in and, you know, people reaching out and tell me that, um, the message just happens to resonate with them at the right place at the right time uh, many times. And it was just what they needed to hear. And I think it's because of what Mike said, it's all the stuff that I've, I've learned and done. I try to lead from an open heart and a, in purity, and I will not compromise that ever. And I think that's resonating with more and more people today. And we, we can't, we have to stop compromising. We have to start compromising our health. We have to stop compromising our love for other people and we got to tap into it. So I want to thank everybody around the world for tuning in and helping us continue to be one of the fastest growing alternative health podcasts on the planet. Till next time, change yourself, change your world, and I will see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to the Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs>